0: personal ruin hardly mattered. I began again. I had to practice a little law after the war ended before those same trifling government bureaucrats saw fit to let me back into the Congress I had unwillingly left when my home state seceded. I do not mean to leave ever Congress again. I shall die here, protecting the interests of my fellow tall heels for as long as God grants me breath and strength." A fine row house in the district of Columbia City is a far cry from my birthplace, a log cabin in the Carolina back country. But from my boyhood I could see my way clear to getting here as surely as I could see that blue haze of mountains that walled us off from the state of Tennessee. I come of good stock, though you might not think it, for we looked no more prosperous or cultured than most of our frontier neighbors.' but my father's father had fought in the Revolution. He wintered at Valley Forge with General Washington and fought alongside him at Brandywine, Germantown, and Monmouth. I am proudest, though, of the fact that he fought closer to home, at King's Mountain on the South Carolina border just west of Charlotte. In 1780, a group of backcountry volunteers, calling themselves the Over-Mountain Men, engaged the British forces there, and defeated them in an hour, killing their commander and proving that untrained colonials could defeat the mighty British Army. George Washington's troops were losing the war to the north, and that little victory on a Carolina hillside proved to the rest of the country that winning was possible. It was the turning point of the war, and I was proud that my family had been part of it. On that little mountain farm where my brother and I grew up, We plowed furrows and slopped hogs and hewed firewood, but we were never allowed to forget that we were destined for greater things. My grandfather had left a library of five hundred books, and my mother read to us each night when the chores were done. My father died young, though, and so the way to prosperity was a steep and thorny path for us. I got some schooling over in Tennessee at Washington College— so that I had the rudiments of Latin and composition, debate, and ancient history. But my father's death ended that idol, and before long I was clerking in a fine resort hotel in Warm Springs. That, too, was an education, though. It was a zoo for the aristocracy, and I learned to pass muster as one of them. I read law in Asheville, and then begged and borrowed the funds to take me to the University of North Carolina for the formal study of law. I meant to get elected to something before long, and so I did. But for a few years in my youth, I practiced law on the circuit court out of Asheville. There was little in those experiences worth mentioning in a senator's memoirs. But this Wilkes County case—that came later in my career, and in it I was defending a man on trial for his life. I had thought of including the tale in my memoirs because it became quite a celebrated trial— The New York Herald even sent a reporter down to cover it. But the public finds it hard to recognize success or skill if one ultimately loses the case. So perhaps I will not include it after all. I have had enough adventures for two lifetimes without telling that sad little tale. That Wilkes County court case constituted my brief hiatus from public life, Falling in 1866, when, having been the Confederate governor of North Carolina, I was barred from running for public office yet a while, so when they let me out of capital prison with the rest of the rebel governors, I bided my time and supported Harriet and the boys by returning to the practice of law. Perhaps I thought that my renown and popularity would make up for any deficiencies I might have in my long-disused courtroom skills. The law was never much more than a means to an end for me, anyhow. I was always happy to help people escape what was coming to them, which is mostly what a defense attorney does. But from the very beginning, I was only marking time until I got elected to something. But for the war, I would have never looked back. A frail girl was stabbed to death in the foothills of Wilkes County, and nigh on everybody there knows who did it. Well, I didn't know. I was practicing law in Charlotte, some 90 miles away, and I was only called in to defend the man they had arrested, a complete stranger to me, despite what people have said to the contrary over the years. He was a Confederate veteran, as was I, but we never served together, and would not have been a